0: Hello and welcome to a very special edition of the Hoop Form NBA podcast. As always, Ben Slykerman and Adam Elder in the building, ready to tackle all the news, action, and drama that this league provides us on a daily basis and News, what action a night and end. drama. News, action, and drama. That's kind of the new phrase, I think. because uh, that's what it is. And last night it was nothing short of that. It was a lot of action, a lot of drama. And we're going to go ahead and dive into it. IST Tuesday nights, big night for the NBA. Unfortunately, some of these games were kind of stinkers, really, when you look at it. Uh, but I know we proved through three of them. I mean, the Cavs Sixers was fun, and we're, we'll get into that. Some, some of them just got boring at times. Uh, Magic defeat the Raptors, 126-107. Palo. Bancaro, 25, 5, and 3. Jalen Suggs, 18, 3-4. and four. Pre-pod, we were talking Suggs. We like what we see from
1: him. Yeah, he's not bad right now. I think he's pl- I think he's playing comfortable, is what it looks like to me. Like he's finding a shades of his original draft stock promises. When he's defending like he did on OG Ananobi last night, getting a steal like that in the post against a guy that has at least five inches on you. And who I don't even know what the weight comparison is, but like regardless, Suggs can make those kind of plays. And Jonathan Isaac is blocking everything. Jonathan Isaac is active, and that's what you want from him, especially if he's rebounding off of an injury like he has had the past three seasons.
0: It makes he you had excited. Nasty, he had that nasty uh, lob coming down the lane. Did you see that? I don't know if I saw that. I had to eat crow a little bit when I watched it. Like I even said it out loud and summer had no idea what I was talking about, but I remember you were, you were talking about him last episode. You're like, no, I think he actually is like good again. I think he's on something. And I was like, Oh, I just don't believe in it. And then this dunk literally happens, dude. And I was just like, I said it out loud. I was like, Oh, I got to eat crow on next episode. (laughs) And she's like, what? (laughs) That's all it took was
1: one audition play, one audition, fast break play. I mean, that's what I've seen myself though, is the blocks when I've mm-hmm. been tuning in to the very limited parts of Magic games that I have, it's just been Jonathan Isaac playing minutes and getting blocks. Like, mm-hmm. this dude can play, play a world role. Like, he may not be your, you know, like, he was always the defensive player of the year in NBA 2K. Whenever you play mm-hmm. the seasons, he's always the, the defensive player of the year. But it's like, if he can play a role like this for this team, where they don't really have an identity yet, and they already have kind of a unicorn with Franz, and Paolo like they can just really figure something out they're like yeah bigger version wing wise what the Clippers
0: always wanted to be the big thing with Paolo is you just got to hope that he truly develops in terms of being a point forward because I think that's what you kind of need out of him for all of this to work uh especially right now without having you know like Point guard, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. we were talking about that last episode, how they just they don't necessarily have the clear option at the one. Yeah, so you gotta you gotta hope for that progression from Palo uh, in terms of moving the offense, um, LeBron-esque, I guess you would say. it. Moving on here, Cavs defeat the Sixers one twenty-two to one nineteen in overtime. This was a tight game. Cavs kind of worked them over for the most part. I think they controlled. A decent part of this game. Uh, the connection between Allen and Mobley last night was fun, but Garland ended up 32, 5 and 8. Allen 26, 13 and 5. Mobley 18, 12, and 3. Wow. I mean, without Don Mitchell, this team is clicking. They had a very good game. And what was nice is
1: that avenues were just open for guys. And that's even without Karis LeVert playing last night, too. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't play, and I forget who else didn't play, but you had the group of role players, when they are playing together and connected, are can have at least some potential because Dean Wade even is 6'9", and they're throwing him mm-hmm. out there at even the 3 or the 4 sometimes. So, yep. like, they have this height. They have these guys that they seem to have scouted decently well. Like, I was afraid the Cavs were going to be playing Imani Bates, like, kind of a lot this year. You know, like Max
0: Struess is low key just been
1: working really well. Max Struess is your he can play thirty nine minutes a night, guy. Yeah, he's plugging a hole. I mean, Darius wants to play thirty nine minutes a night. I'm sure Mm Don wants to play thirty nine minutes a night too. But like, Okoro is a sprinkle, and you know Thompson. Like, I hope they don't have to play him for much longer,
0: dude. Like, he's fine. As a Rely rebounder. on him for anything, actually. Exactly.
1: <laughs> but I also was really shaky on Damian Jones. I was like, they're kind of mm-hmm. low-key relying on him too. And it's mm-hmm. really taken these stagger Allen and Mobley minutes and then in crucial moments, you play them together that the Cavs are really relying on. So I'm just like, they have to keep such a high level of energy to win games like this. Like They were playing Joel Embiid and Tyrese Maxey in the pretty much mm-hmm. healthy Philadelphia 76ers. And they won. And they won in a overtime. Pr- a pretty good Philadelphia 76ers team. Top of the East, still. Yeah, like No, they're like third. Well, still, they're in the top three. I mean, like they're yeah. higher up than the Cavs are because the Cavs yeah. are
0: middling right now. Well, the Cavs are on the the a list. good run right now. Four, four, they're on a 4-0 oh run, though, without Don. And we were talking in the chat, dude. The hamstring is not a good injury. So, like, all this tells me in the most Cavs
1: positive way is that let Don sit four weeks and let mm-hmm. this happen. Because if mm-hmm. they have a if they have a vibe together, and DG is going to stay healthy, and well, I mean, who's out tonight?
0: Don's out tonight. Yeah. Again. Oh, okay, so it's just Don out tonight again. But it's still like Mobley's playing. Garland's plan. Yeah, I'm sure they're all on the floor. They they that game may have started already. Um regardless though, they just they had to keep such
1: a high level of energy to beat the 76ers, and it's all controlled by DG. Mm-hmm. It's all controlled by him when he is at the helm, and that is what works with this team ultimately. Can Don, Donovan Mitchell will play a part in success for that. I think when he comes back, he should be excited to fit back in because the Cavs are... I mean, he had a heater of a season last year. Exactly. Like, there's no reason he still can't be 29 points per game, Don. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's, they're just, you know, not everybody can be the Celtics and acquire all this ridiculous... Capital defensive depth, yes, and like just be absolutely stellar in pretty much every form in the game. Like the Cavs, mm-hmm. <laughs> we got guys.
0: <laughs> they do. They have guys for sure. I mean, Struce is just so the right guy. He's a guy, he is a guy uh, and he's playing his old, old team right now. Uh, Miami's up twenty two uh, to sixteen. Uh, Cavs are starting Struce, Mobley, Allen, Porter, Garland.
1: Porter looks Porter's good, been dude.
0: playing for him because uh, they haven't had, uh, what's his name, Ricky Rubio at all? Yeah, he's washed. I, I'm pretty
1: sure he went back to Spain. Like, no cap. I think he's, like, yeah. out of the U.S.
0: Yeah, But, so, I mean, they're going to cut him and let him get the money still. Right. Jimmy Butler, Haywood, uh, Highwood, or Haywood Smith, or whatever his name is, Thomas Bryant, Duncan Robinson, Kyle Aaron. All, right. all right, cool. That's going on right now. Moving on here. Uh, Pacers defeat the Hawks last night in a just crazy game. Why do I not have the score here? Jesus. What was it ended up being? Cut that. be some clever edits. Isn't that? So. 157 to 152. Jesus clever Christ. edits. Big win for the Cavs for sure, but we'll go ahead and move on here. Pacers defeat the Hawks last night, 157 to 152, an absolute bloodbath on offense. Uh, This was a weird game because I was watching it for around the first half, but by the end of the first half, it looked like it was just over and the Hawks had it in the bag. Uh, And then it just got away from them um, as the game went on. Tyrese finished with 37-5 and 16, Buddy Hield mm-hmm. put in 24 points, Obi Toppin put in 21 points. Uh, it was just somehow they pulled it out. They're just literally blowing people off the court. I and think that all of really was many
1: things to watch. I know, like the fact that they scored 154 points last night alone like I think the only reason that the Hawks actually lost that game was because they only scored 28 points in the third quarter. And right to, like the the Celtic or the Pacers are just on something completely different right now where they're scoring 30 points a quarter. Mm-hmm. Like what? And mm-hmm. to keep that pace put off the gas a little bit. I just can't believe For I oxygen. mean, in the first half, it just seemed like DeJounte was he was doing whatever he wanted. It did not matter who was guarding him. He was getting whatever he wanted. And it just came down to how crafty he was feeling because he was hitting mid-range fadeaways from like 11 feet.
0: I'm just like whatever this dude's him and bagging uh, up him and Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich were yes. It up. Bogdanovich, Bogdanovich was hitting every single catch and point. shoot three. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. Um, yeah, I really thought they had it under control, but Trey even finished with 38. So Jalen Johnson grabbed 17 points. They were, they were all putting in work, but just fell short there. That's an unfortunate loss for them like, too, because I don't think they've been doing very good in the. Play in, and then now Pacers clinch that. So Pacers advance in the in season tournament. The Cavs are currently fourth. Tough loss in Atlanta too. Mm-hmm. Let it burn. All right, moving forward. Suns. Here's a here's a weird game. The DeAndre Ayton revenge game that ended in zero revenge. Uh, Suns defeat the Blazers 120 to 107. Kevin Durant 31 4 and 9. Devin Booker 28 3 and 6. The connection there is filthy. KD <laughs> not washed. <laughs> KD not we were, washed, yep.
1: Hashtag we KD were hot outwashed. on that. We were
0: mostly just, we were mostly fucking around, I think, in reality, but we definitely have to tone it Probably. back a little yep. bit.
1: Yeah, I think we do need to tone it back. Definitely put out the hashtag KD not washed. And you know what, dude? If we pro- posted that on our Twitter, he's guaranteed to respond. If we say, "Oh, Katie actually isn't washed," and he'd be like, "The fuck you mean I was washed before?" Like, <laughs> you just do you see his it.
0: tweet he sent out the other day? No, you don't. Have to, you don't have it anymore. So he sent out a tweet the other day that said, uh, "Y'all want to call me every name in the book in my DMs when I don't uh, hit your parlay." Oh, yeah. But but when I do, and I win you money, you never hit me back on my Venmo or something like that. <laughs> I was just like, oh, sheesh. I was like, he is sending shots. Uh, Kevin Durant, awesome. though. I mean, he. the big question for me for this team, though, is playoff defense. Like, I, I mean, still yeah. don't have the faith. And that's what I just want. I just want to see a real playoff defense go at Kevin Durant again because the last time we saw that, this guy really just could not handle it. That's why I had you convinced, dude, for that
1: two and a half week period that it was like, okay. And what was going on with KD in
0: last playoffs too? Yeah. I know. I know. It's, It's a playoff question at this point. And also they just... Yeah, they get this win, and that's good for them because they haven't exactly been doing phenomenal in the in-season tournament. Right now, they are. Let's see here. There's oh, no, they're the second. Never mind. I'll shut up about that. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Durant, <laughs> though, uh, he it's him, Beal, Booker, like all three of them are question marks on injury at this point. And Bradley Beal has been just really non-existent, Yeah, um, which is worrying. Yeah, like extremely worrying. You basically went all in on Bradley Beal, and he just has not played at all. Uh, So definitely just things are a little weird in Phoenix, but DeAndre Ayton gets cooked here, which is great. Uh, Just ironic in many ways. Um, (laughs) It's the same thing every night from him, I feel like. No, it is. It really is. It's the same just
1: flat effort every night. If he can just spin his way into 10 rebounds then he's good. It's pretty much what yeah. it is. Like he's just that much bigger than everyone. He's legit 7 foot and is agile on his feet but is there's no other term for it than low motor. He literally is just idling at most
0: times. Exactly. 18-8-4 eight with no real effect and no win. Like you're just idling. Like Bam will go get you 18-10-4, but the win. Exactly. Because he's playing stellar defense on the other end too and
1: bringing the, the whole, whole up the floor. I the mean, it's time. just, it's a problem because... Fuck, who are we talking about again? DeAndre Aiden. DeAndre Aiden, yes. I don't know why I was just blanking on that. Is because I look at this Portland Trailblazers team and the amount of desperation they're in right now because Scoot's been out for like six games now. They've been relying Mm -hmm. on Jeremy Grant. And when I watched this bunch of Portland Trailblazers games to start the season, I haven't lately, but it's just like he's not even out there. Like Mm -hmm. everyone on Reddit wanted to talk about, on Trailblazers Reddit wanted to talk about how good DeAndre Ayton's actually been. And Mm -hmm. because of the rebound numbers, I'm like, He's nothing out there. He's not forcing himself into like 24 shots a game, which I think he should be doing. Because I think he's capable of dominating. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way, dude. You're soft.
0: You're giving up. Yeah. He does look soft out there. It's funny that they traded one soft center for another soft (laughs) center. It is actually hilarious. Sometimes I uh, I'm like, I should probably lay off, you know,
1: the Nurkic hate, but then I just see him play and I'm like, he just tries to be a playmaking big and he's not. Every now and again there's a flash. Yeah, because he's big enough to make an overhead pass over to the corner.
0: Yeah. You know, or he's an got overhead, some momentum. Like, yeah, exactly. And he's not yeah. like just <laughs> fucking up. Yeah. There's no other Weird way to describe team. it they're 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 a weird team in in portland and a weird team in phoenix if you ask me and i don't know just not really like i'm not convinced on either for multiple reasons and different reasons obviously like i'm not convinced of the suns because of playoff question marks and i'm not convinced the blazers because well they're not in this stage to really be doing much they're just kind of in this weird like maybe attempt at a quick rebuild, but DeAndre Ayton isn't good enough for that to really work. So it's not really going to work uh, in my opinion. So I think they need to figure that out and I'm sure they eventually will. I don't think he's going to spend too much time in Portland personally, but we'll see. I don't but, know, dude. I don't know because I feel like Portland would be the
1: ones that are like, yeah, we'll, we'll re-sign you. We'll give him another four for like 160 contracts. And give it at least three more years. Yeah. Yeah, do wow. some like big extension on him just to keep it going and keep a solid see if he grows. Football. See if he grows with uh, the young core. Because he's still like, what, 25? He's only like 25. He was like 19 when he entered the NBA. He can't be that old. Um,
0: he's maybe twenty five. 25. 25. 25, there you go. A so while, these guys are younger than us, Adam. It's so insane. We're getting old, dude. Let's keep it moving. We're getting that old and bitter. How about that? Old and bitter. That's fine. I'll take it. Lakers defeat the Jazz. AD 26, Easy. 16 and 4. And I'm loving these stat lines. I've been seeing it from AD just out here getting boards. D 23 and 8. Reeves 19, 5 and 5. LBJ 17, 7 and 9. You could say I'm a Lakers stand because I just listed four. Player stat lines instead of two to three but I'll, I'll take that one on the chin if that's what you say about me because the lakers have been looking good they clinch the in-season tournament and in advance there and uh, their group so big win for them 4-0 in the in-season tournament for their group staging that is awesome and honestly unexpected like i said last episode and they're just keeping it up and this is the type of game you like to see them win. Their last two games have kind of been like that. It's like games you've got to win. And LeBron doesn't... I mean, LeBron did a lot in the last game, but it's like, you don't... This game, he's only putting up, you know, 17 points. Like, that's awesome. You can win without him having to go get 30, 35. Exactly. Like, that's that's what you, you always wanted a as a season. LeBron fan. Is you want LeBron to not have to put up 30 for a win. Yeah.
1: And that's Especially what, at 39.
0: I'm, I'm interested to see what they do tonight against Dallas because it's like they're on a back to back here. But you know, LeBron's going to want to put on against Luka because every time he plays Luka, he likes to put on Luka's one of his favorite, like young players. And uh, Luka's always said that because like, he's trying to recruit. <laughs> it, well, yeah. And Luka's always said that LeBron is like his favorite player and he tries to model his game after him. So, but that's going to be a fun matchup. But I'm just wondering, like, how AV and LeBron are going to hold up. And if it's going to get out of hand quick on either side, like will either team bench their star guys just to say, fuck it and give them a long weekend. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Uh, Could happen. So, but moving on from that one, not really much to talk about there. I mean, the jazz are just, yeah, yeah, the jazz are just in, in just blah land right now. Uh, So with the, a loss here to the Lakers is really nothing I feel surprising. like that is such a strike to like the low-key, really
1: dorky, analytical NBA fandom because of the Utah Jazz. Because the Utah Jazz were kind of good last year and had something figured out with Larry Markkinen and was an all-star. It's just like, and now they just look <laughs> like an actual young team, like an Orlando Magic-level team. It's just messy, though. Yeah, it is very messy. Exactly you f- you find yeah. out it's a lot more messy than it should be because they have five shooting guards and... No clarity. Yeah, no clarity. Five shooting guards and two bigs, essentially. Yeah. You're like, oh, And Jordan Clarkson.
0: <laughs> Putting up 30 a game out here. Just going ham. All right. That's it for the in-season tournament Tuesday. Honestly, probably one of the most boring nights yet of the in-season tournament, in my opinion, besides fine. the Cavs fixers. I don't really the Cavs sixes is the only game that I thought was truly truly entertaining but that's just me um, I mean personally I would
1: also say like I was only watching maybe 20 minutes a piece of each of these games right like, I wasn't getting way invested it was more of a sample because yes it turns out that it was a Tuesday night of watching Craig Porter Jr. take mid-range isolation shots for the Cleveland Cavaliers and you're like wow <laughs>
0: This is something. This is real something. This feels like uh, November in the NBA. Big yeah. surprise. does it's too IST. Much different. But it's IST. It's the IST Tuesdays, man. You got to gotta get the vibe. All right, Adam. It's the eve of Thanksgiving. Audio listeners will be able to listen to this tonight. Video, video viewers, you'll have the video tomorrow. But it's Thanksgiving Eve. And you know we're very thankful for the entertainment that this league provides us. So we wanted to get thankful. We wanted to get into the spirit of gratefulness here. We're going to throw down things that we're grateful for in the NBA. We're looking at a team that we're grateful for, and we're looking at a player that we're grateful for. So Adam, I'm going to let you go ahead and go first. Give us an NBA player that you are very thankful for.
1: It'll always be LeBron James. It'll always be LeBron. It'll be LeBron every time because LeBron is 39. He just passed 39K. He is... The 39K open. club. 39K club. LeBron is the iron only 40. one literally sitting in the executive lounge alone with... What's uh, what's the tequila? Uh, Lobos. Lobos. Lobos on the rocks with a lime. Just sitting there by himself.
0: 39 at
1: 39, dude. How nutty is that? That would be the great... If LeBron could come out, three emoji, nine emoji at 39 and like just go from there. Can't believe I'm still doing it. I'm really out. (laughs) And I still feel like it's my
0: first day every day. The kid from Akron. Yeah, just a kid from Akron. 25, 8, and 6 at 39 years old, 58% from the field, just shooting great right now, 41% from three, 69 from the line, and 65 effective field goal percentage. I mean, the guy's just taking care of business, and it's awesome to see. Very thankful for the what he provides still, dude. Every time he catches a heater and just takes off at the rim on a back cut and catches a lot it just goes nuts or he's coming down the lane and he catches it when he catches the pass just right at the top of the paint and comes downhill is it's game over still I know it
1: always is it's just so classic instantly because everybody knows what's gonna happen LeBron's gonna run under the rim go back up and hang
0: mm-hmm And then just do the greatest celebration ever and just mug people. Just mug them, dude. And then have the absolute greatest
1: Instagram post of all time after the game of that posting. Help the Grizzly. (laughs) He's incredible. You can't not be thankful for him, dude. He's just the goat. goat. He's the goat. He's He's our goat. Yeah. It's undisputed. It can't be Kobe. It can't be Jordan. It's Braun. It should be Braun, and if you're
0: behind, you say it's Curry. Curry's actually my go. Look, Curry is Curry is sitting at the table. That's all I'll say, and that's not hot. Curry, no, is it's not hot, table. but it makes me mad. <laughs> oh, it <laughs> makes me boil. It makes me boil, and I would say that I am not thankful for Steph Curry, but that's mean. 'Cause he is a hell of a talent and we gotta respect talent for what it is. And most of the time we are just being a little overhyped with the Warriors stuff, but there is this deep seated vitriol for some reason. <laughs> oh, not even uh, for some
1: reason, dude. It's all Cleveland. All Cleveland. Yeah, that's good re- it's all Braun. Braun it's yeah. all LeBron. Uh, some, that, is, that is all. There's Kyrie in there too, though. Yeah, there's definitely some Kyrie. As you know, um, Kyrie one on one versus energy. Steph isn't even
0: Conversation, LeBron James, though keep just keep doing it, man. We love to see it, and we're thankful for it. I'll go ahead and throw out the player that I'm most thankful for this NBA Thanksgiving, and that's Tyrese Halliburton, dude. This guy, we were hyping him up. They pulled out the win last night against the against the Hawks. They clinched the end season tournament group stage for their group. 24, 4 and 12, 51 from the field, 45 from three, 92 from the free throw line. Adam, are you ready to just get your mind blow from this guy on offense? As if. Just in general? I'm already not. All right. PER of 28.4, ranked fifth behind Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, and SGA. At the table with literal monsters right now. Respect the SGA, too, because. I know, dude. I mean, that's slightly premature too. Okay, yeah. see,
1: 10 and five. They really are. 10 and, either
0: they're 10 and four or 10 and five. They're third. They're third in the West. I know that. Uh, but Halliburton, man, I mean, a PER of 28.4, fifth, fifth in PER in the league. It's plus 67 box plus minus right now. That's higher than Steph, Dame, Luca, and a handful of other top point guards.
1: It helps and when you're
0: helping your offense go
1: 152 points a night. Like it helps.
0: Insane, dude. And how old is he? Let's see, 23 years old. And he's doing that. I mean, that, it's like Luca level energy right now in terms of impact and what he's doing on offense. Like Luca level helps. That's for sure. Yeah. It absolutely. I. And the, the efficiency just blows my mind. He's the second highest true shooting percentage for point guards this season at 67%. And he's only behind Steph. Steph's at like 68-something true shooting, which is ignorant in and of itself. Yes, <laughs> uh, I know. How automatic is this guy now?
1: And Halliburton's leading
0: the league in... Oh, he's at the table for sure all time. Uh, but Halliburton's also leading the league in assists. 144 assists right now total. He's at what just like 12 point one literally yeah like tw- twelve uh yeah
1: 12 a game it just blows my That's, mind dude because it's so fun to watch <laughs> and what's great about it too and one of the most fun things about it is the pull- up three mm-hmm. when he is letting the pull- up three go it's just like it feels like he has literal unlimited range like I don't even know like he had a
0: contested one in that Hawks game I feel like that he just he straight floated it upwards and it went it, it Every time, like that, it has so much arc. When he cranks it from like four feet from behind the line, the arc on it is insane. I'm like, there's no way this is going in. And then it splashes. I know. You're I'm, just like, I'm what? so confused with this shot, man. It just, it does not look good at all, but it is so wet, man. It's, it's like, insane.
1: I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like he
0: lays his arms out in front of him and just goes, Like that. Yeah. Just a little flip. Yeah. But in his legs, you ever watch his legs? No. His legs are like, they're just hanging like so, like it's not, it's not tight. Yeah. It's not tight. Like very casual. Like, yes, it's weird, but it's, it's a great jump shot, man. His efficiency is literally nuts.
1: It's just, I remember feeling the hype when he almost won the three point contest last year because Mm -hmm. like, he was getting to show that off, that little wrist flick Mm -hmm. that he could do six times in enough enough time to make 29 points in a three-point contest. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's like, I love it. I love to see him do it because it's nice that we're seeing rises from guys like SGA and Halliburton and actually affecting winning. Like, It's not like some little statistician's dream that's happening because SGA was on a 24-point run back in the day. It's like, these guys are scoring. They are affecting winning. They are playing...
0: I don't even know. Are they both playing defense? Because I feel like Shay's probably not. Halliburton, no. Halliburton's not playing. That's the big thing. I really emphasize a lot of this is, you know, offensive. But for both of them to just be at the table with these guys like Jokic and Bede and Giannis statistically, offensively, like, is nuts. They're just darlings for that kind of stat there too by their play style. Mm-hmm. But
1: it's still ridiculous that Halliburton's pulling away from these games, you know, 50, 60 percent,
0: three-point shooting with 15 assists. It's coming, like, coming back from 25 points. <sighs> it's down. Like, yeah. Like a 25-point deficit like, what wow. So pretty incredible and very thankful for it. Adam, an NBA team that you are thankful for.
1: I'm thankful that the Portland Trailblazers are still around, even though they let go of Lam- Damian Lillard, Lamian Dillard, <laughs> good old Lamian Dillard. They let go of Lamian dude, and then like they're still just out there, dude. I'm just I'm happy for them that they're out there trying to do it with Shaden Sharp and Aunt Scoot and Scoot, dude. I'm thankful for it that they're trying to and live Andre. Amongst- all this nba would you what was it action
0: drama and <laughs> news <laughs> news action trying to get drama. Their, <laughs> trying to get their trying to get their feet into the news action and drama trying to get their name out there they're kind of like uh, all press is good press huh anything they can get yeah except for robert williams
1: news yeah that's unfortunate which got worse every single time and it was like yeah. oh 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 no wonder boston uh, sold this guy
0: we're well, considering the history there considering the history there with him I mean I think it's pretty safe to say that's about a wrap so unfortunate for Portland though um, to, to miss out on that you know but at the end of the day you're still you're still repping Portland so I respect you for it still got I, the, I can't
1: not I, you know like I feel like I can't abandon them I feel like it's wrong Disrespectful? It is disrespectful. After all these years, be like, I don't want to even try to pay attention to your games anymore.
0: See, that's why I always try to stick to the the like, the like motto that I am a players fan, not a teams fan. I follow the players. Because then I have an excuse to just jump ship at any time just because, oh, well, I like this guy over here. I'm going to watch him yeah, and that's where I'm at right Luka's now. It's like, not long term mavs, probably not long long term. Yeah, probably not long long term. So I'm like Luca Halliburton, LeBron. Like those are guys that I want to watch on a nightly basis. So I don't know, dude, players. I could see Halliburton be in Indiana
1: for a while. There's just something about that. I mean, five for two sixty already. Mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs> big bag. Yeah. I think, he play, I, think he, I think he finishes that contract there easily. Um, so, yeah, but shouts out to Portland and shouts out to you for sticking with them. Uh, NBA team that I am most grateful for, I'm going to have to go Dallas here. Even though I was just saying how I'm a players fan, I am going to have to go <laughs> Dallas, Dallas here. And that is mostly because of Luka. Luka <laughs> has just been absolutely incredible this season. I'm excited to see him play tonight against LeBron. Uh, right now, Luca is 38 and 8, 50 from the field, 42 from three, 74 from the line, and an effective field goal percentage of 59%. He looks incredible. The system is working. He is a system. How about that, James Harden? This guy is the he's king of driving so shit. Kid.
1: Huh? He's going to have to eat so much shit for saying that because there's so many guys you can say he's
0: a system. That's Luca Doncic, dude. Don't worry, Adam. We're going to get to James Harden. You just wait. We're going to get to James Harden. I think you I have a fun know game here James. for James Harden, too. All right. Good. Good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Dallas Mavericks, they've been fun this season. They're kind of on a slide right now after a hot start, but I think they're still going to figure it out. Some of their lineup data is crazy. Like their best lineup right now is uh, Grant Williams, Derek Lively, Kyrie Irving, and Luka Doncic. And they're just tearing it up. Um, another really good one is sub green for Kyrie and they're just killing people, <laughs> uh, especially on offense. So green, green has definitely been stepping up for sure after kind of a tough start to this season, but they are sliding a little bit. I think they lost a couple of their last few games, um, but I think ultimately they're going to be fine. We kept talking about how Luke is just going to carry this team to a good amount of wins this year. So it's going to be fun to watch. I'm always thankful for it. So, shouts out Dallas. Adam, you got some other Thanksgiving topics, don't you? So, there are
1: four terms on this, on this page here that I've written down in this notebook. Turkey, yams, stuffing, and gravy. Those are the four things I was thinking about when I think of Thanksgiving. Okay. Turkey. That's like your favorite Those are like your just... Maybe not even my favorite, but I was just like, Tradition, think traditional. Mm-hmm. I mean, next up was cranberries, you know, after that, I don't even know. Like, but turkey, James Harden. Oh, this man is cooked, dry, seasoned, Ooh. and his wishbone has been broken three times. Wow.
0: <laughs> it has. It really has. It has. Wow. You just you just took this man's soul. <laughs> wow. He is the turkey, man. He is the turkey of the NBA this year. It's I funny didn't that you we're, we're... going to run with that prompt earlier, man. I threw that out there and you ran with it. That's great. I was at That's work. Great. I was just like, hit
1: these exact things, but then make it NBA. And it's funny because we have been gushing about Tyrese because he is the stuffing. He is the stat stuffer okay. like, of this season. I mean, but I also... Wanted to go in the direction of Anthony Davis as a literal stuffer, forty three mm-hmm. blocks this year. Already. My God, yes, forty three blocks games, over fifteen dude. games. <laughs>
0: that's best. The be, that's best defender in the league territory. Nobody's period. nobody's saying it. Nobody's saying it. Yeah, no one wants to say it. No one Nobody wants to give wants the guy to say credit when for deep. Up. Boy, exactly. I know. Oh, plays and that's 15. my problem too. I always show. So we harp on guys like Kawhi Leonard. Paul George, Kevin Durant at this point, David Booker to a certain degree. We will harp on them for not showing up on these games, but when they do show up, my God. There's nothing like, you can say. Yeah. There's nothing you can say and about AD a Kawhi Leonard get,
1: like 42-point playoff game. You're just like, nah. okay. Yeah. And it's fun to watch, Loki.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is fun to watch. It's extremely entertaining. I try to be like completely unbiased and just enjoy it for what it is and it is incredible but yeah that's uh, AD just I feel like isn't getting the respect that he deserves on defense I don't really all feel is. like he's I don't feel, feel like he really got his shine for what he did last postseason either defensively but. Zach Lowe was
1: definitely a shine in it like I mean I feel like out of all the pundits I was listening to it was definitely Zach Lowe that was like Anthony Davis is the best defensive player in the NBA like mm-hmm. full stop so mm-hmm. I had another one yams. I was trying to think think what yams could be. Yams. Dunks. So I'm like, okay, who's the dunk leader in mm. the NBA right now? Evan Mobley. Evan Mobley's okay. leading us in dunks right now. He's the yams. He's the yams. Okay. He's got he's got soft and well-cooked yams though. He's not mm-hmm. out here like Aunt Edwards yams.
0: Like Mobley's always just kind of turned and going poop like Cool, cool and collected. Cool and collected. The, the yams kind of like <laughs> cooled off. <and> they're like <laughs>
1: leftover yams. Loki, that's actually one thing. I'm I'm planning to hit tomorrow hard is yams. We got some sweet potatoes. We got some Thanksgiving sweet <laughs> potatoes. My God, dude.
0: <laughs> Let's go nuts. I can't wait, dude. I'm going into a food coma. Uh, you got <laughs> any other ones? Let's bring back up Aunt Edwards because he is the
1: gravy of this NBA season. Oh, okay. He's got yeah, he all the is. sauce. He's got all yep. the
0: sauce this season. That's Aunt Edwards. Mm-hmm. Who's the cranberry relish? I don't Who's know. Bitter it, but dude? sweet at the same time. Ooh. Joel Embiid.
1: Yeah. Joel Embiid. Sour. Little sour. A little A little sour. sour. Yeah. Is. You actually kind of like it sometimes when it's a little more sour. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. Either that or Draymond.
0: Yeah, Draymond could fit that too. Draymond's actually thankful for, Thankful for all of the <laughs> entertainment though from the NBA so far this season and it's going to keep rolling for sure. So we're definitely exciting or excited for that and... Adam, any other Thanksgiving notes here? Nope. That was it. Just those four
1: terms. I thought it would be funny to actually say because, I mean, after the James Harden one, I was like, okay, I got to do at least a couple more. That one just flowed out so naturally. I was just like, he's
0: cooked fried. It's seasoned. (laughs) It really is. It It was poetic. I was poetic. I was very impressed.
1: This man is cooked, Dry, seasoned, and his wishbone hasn't broken a third time.
0: We'll see if it ever gets broken again when he goes to plays for the uh uh oh, don't even say it. Shanghai Sharks. Oh, okay. There you go. The sh- the I mean, he'd have some dignity shark. doing that too. He'd probably actually be good in Shanghai. <laughs> so
1: forty six <laughs> points a game.
0: Oh my god. Uh all right. Let's move on here. Main event of the evening, so to speak, for this episode. We're getting... Might be getting a little hot here. Maybe not. I actually don't think my list is that hot right now, but... I feel like we're going to overlap a lot, honestly. I think we're going to overlap overlap as well. And the idea here is that we determine a top five most underwhelming players so far this season. So me and Adam are both bringing a top five to the table. We'll start from five and work our way to one. And we will determine between the two players that we bring who truly is the most underwhelming. And that's what we'll we'll end on there. We'll we'll have a have a winner in each spot here. But we might overlap, so it might just handle itself that way. So we'll see. But Adam, if you want to start us off, number five, who is the fifth most underwhelming player this season so far?
1: This is our second episode in the row of shading someone from the Nets. Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie. Underwhelming? Underwhelming, dude. Wow. Think about what this guy was for Dallas. I mean, at a cap, it was like 15, 16 a game, but he looked well-placed in the system around Luka. And now he's back somewhere that he's probably at least mildly familiar with. I mean, the entire crew has been swapped out, but he's back in Brooklyn. It's just not, there's no traction. There's no traction to it because all of a sudden he has to start creating himself from three point again. And it just doesn't work. When he has to create for mm-hmm. himself from three, not around Luca or the Mavs like general awareness on offense, it just doesn't work. And yeah, I mean 12, 3 and 5 right now. That's what I was about to say. To the stat lines 12, 3 and 5, 41, 38, and 68, taking 9.4 shots per game, 5.93s a game. It's just not it's just not hitting.
0: I well, mean, it's also a like, good percentage, but it just doesn't look good either. He's also just kind of spinning his tires there. Like yeah. it's Brooklyn. They don't have a clear direction right now. They're really lacking the the guy. They have a guy in Mikhail Bridges, but they don't have the guy. Um people are standing Cam Thomas, but he's just not that Um, he's a good tertiary scorer, but but beyond that, I'm not sure what much else that is, but yeah, it's just, I guess I could see that with Spencer Dinwiddie. I myself had a player from the nets, but a different player from the nets. (laughs) And I think you probably already know who it is. And that's Mr. Ben Simmons. Yep. This guy non-existent. I mean, how more underwhelming than that can you get? And I'm not saying it was unexpected, Maybe this is an easy take here to have him at five, even put to put him on the list. But sometimes you got to pick the low-hanging fruit. And in this case, this guy, like I said, cannot get more underwhelming. Um, and look, yeah, I understand he's having the nerve issue, and that is what it is. You never want to see a guy injured. But at this point, it's just even what he did give us while he was out there, it wasn't anything that you could realistically believe in. Um, The impact still wasn't there. He was still refusing to shoot. I mean, literally dishing the ball off when he's a foot away from the rim with momentum and force and is bigger than the player defending him and just refusing to finish at the rim for whatever reason. The, The lack of wanting to get fouled, just general psychology of the game. And it's weird because... Someone made a good point the other day that I was listening to they were talking about like how smart this guy is off the court like he's actually a really smart person but it's weird that Great PR Well it's just weird that like he does he's so smart of a player but he doesn't make the right decisions because he defers so much that it's not the right decision most of the time the right decision would be for him to fucking yam it Like, yeah, exactly for him up to the plate and take it to the rim and take it to the rim and finish and get contact. And if you got to go to the line, you go to the line and you hope you crank out a couple. But yeah, it just continues to be underwhelming there. So I don't know. Spencer Danwitty versus Ben Simmons. That's a tough fight. I feel like I'm definitely leaning more towards
1: Simmons, but just personally, I was like Spencer just really isn't. He's kind of part of the problem, too. Because he ideally should be the starting point guard on this team, if you really think about it. As an NBA veteran presence, like, I mean, for all means, he is right now, probably, Mm -hmm. because of Thomas being out, but like, I don't know. It's just, they're both disappointed. The Nets are just disappointing all around. Honestly. It's not even like Mikhail's magic can get them anywhere.
0: Yeah. They're just confused, I think. They're just a little lost after that experiment that went horribly wrong. With the big three. You should hire so. Steve Nash back again. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. That would be hilarious. All right, moving, moving on here to number four. Adam, who is the fourth most underwhelming NBA player this season?
1: I will have to eat Carl on this, but I want to say it. Jalen Brown. Wow. You think it's going to catch up to you? Yes, it will. Because I think it'll come back to about 25 points per game and mm-hmm. being a little more conscious of what's going on. Like right now, mm-hmm. I'm literally watching the Milwaukee Boston game. Milwaukee's getting spanked by Boston. Porzingis has had two huge dunks, and Jalen Brown has been playing excellent. Mm-hmm. Just sucks because they're just on a roll tonight. But like, it just, I felt like every time I was tuning into those Charlotte Hornets and Celtics games, like stuff like that, or like seeing some behind the scenes highlights of these normal-ish games that they're playing. I'm just like, he doesn't look like he's really out. He looks like a little out of his zone by Porzingis being out there. Mm-hmm. And did you see the the um moment where he iced out Porzingis under the rim pretty much open? Oh yeah. With a mismatch. Yeah. Like that was the Hornets game. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like I'm like you really just ignored the easy option right there. You're like, "Yes, Porzingis isn't the best player in the world, but he's insane on offense right now and like I don't know why you wouldn't rely on him to have an
0: easy layup." <laughs> like Loki might be their like second best player right now. No, he is. He is. Like Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis are like their two most actually most important players. So that <sighs> begs the question for me if they don't chip up this year. Brown gone. I mean, he'd be the one that goes in that situation, right? I I think you got to do something drastic at that point.
1: What other drastic measures can you take, though, with this team?
0: I mean, they are so fucking good.
1: Jalen Brown's going to get you something for sure, but it's just like, what other iterations do you need around
0: Tatum to win the goddamn title? If this were to fail. I mean, we just have no idea what could break loose. I mean, think about it. Think about what stars could go. Don. I don't know. Tatum. Does Don even want to be? Don Mitchell and holiday?
1: Dude, that's I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it. I'd rather have Don to the Nets. With Mikhail. That'd be fun. What if that happens this season? Where the Cavs can get like DFS. I don't
0: know. I don't know. Jalen Brown, though, underwhelming. Okay. I like that take. I like that take a lot. The uh, stat line 21, 5, and 3 on
1: 44,
0: 34, and 72. Free throw and the three are a little bit lower than I expect. 44 on the field goal, too, percentage. Not, exa- not exactly hitting like he usually does. What,
1: what was he last season? I, I think around 26 at least 26 and a half 27 mhm no 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 uh field goal percentage oh i don't know i just mm-hmm. it looks low to me visually
0: when i see it i'm like there's no way mhm i'll yeah. go ahead and throw out i'll go ahead and throw out cade cunningham as my fourth most That's underwhelming player player this season Strong pick, similar stat line, 21, 3 and 7. He's 40 from the field, 32 from the three. Oof. 87 from the line, not bad from the line, and a 45 effective. Um, With Cade, uh, obviously, this team is just not winning at all. What's their record Um, right now? 2 and 13. They are 2 and 13. They're the worst team in the fucking East. (laughs) Uh, Might be the worst team in the league. Yeah, worst team in the league. Just not. In the direction, and you know what really sucks, dude? If the lottery ball doesn't fall to you next season for the first round pick, and I don't even know what the draft is, or but for the yeah, I mean, you're just fucked. Like if you're not one or two, I think you might be fucked. You're gonna be in the lottery for sure. And they but... paid Monty, mm-hmm.
1: paid Monty to like yeah. see them through this rebuild. Oh my yeah, God. Cade's
0: in his third season. Um, he hasn't exactly been healthy um, right now. field goal attempts are up. The percentage is down. Um, he is shooting a little bit better on three, but again, it's 32% up from 27. Uh, so not a significant jump there. The jumper just really doesn't exist. His two-point percentage has actually gone down from last season. Um so, overall, there's been, you know, mediocre stabilization or an actual regression in some of it. So, I don't know. I'm just not very impressed. And he's been catching a lot of flack for their their shortcomings here. So, Cade Cunningham, fourth, underwhelming you threw out Jalen Brown, I'm going to have to concede on this one. I think Jalen Brown takes the cake just because, like, Yes, obviously the the Pistons were trying to put something together here. They've been lost for so long. They want to get it together. They want to be a play in team again. But with that being said, the Boston Celtics have so much more at stake that yes. for Jalen Brown to not be, you know, really clicking here, I think it's I think it's worse. So yeah, I like that pick, Jalen Brown, number four. So so far we got Ben Simmons and Jalen Brown. Underwhelming. Let's go ahead and kick it. And Brown. You get to number three, Adam. This is your third most underwhelming player? this season. This is an easy one. Clay Joseph Thompson. Yep.
1: I don't even know if that's his yep. middle name. I don't think it is at all. Clay Joseph Too Thompson. Too easy, dude. Too easy. 14.4, 3.3, and two on 40, 34, 87. Bad
0: taking 7.3 three-pointers per night. Bro, he is... And I'm going to say this with the most respect. It is not necessarily his fault. This guy went through two of the most... He's trying really hard. hard. He's trying so hard. Probably a little bit too hard. He went through two (laughs) catastrophic injuries, man, that no NBA player should reasonably actually come back from and he won a championship off of the heel of it so he's already proved a point to the point that I'm going to cut him some slack but it can't be ignored that he is I think over the hill I I think he's over the hill defensively it is gone and his shots he's just forcing there is no lift it feels like
1: it's, it's every elbow
0: these days. Yeah.
1: I feel bad it for him. It sucks. I don't. Personally. <laughs> Clay's always has been the sucked. same Clay that we're seeing now. It's just being a little bit more edged at because they suck. And mm-hmm. like, I mean, Clay is what he is. He's won four rings. And you know what? I saw a take on Reddit the other day that I was like, I probably would concede to that. And that's like, Clay is the best 3 and D player in the history of the NBA.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, that's probably true. Like when yeah. you think about that role, Clay
0: Thompson is pure. the best player, pure yep. 3 and D. I'm just like, yes. That is the answer. Yeah. Handled business on that on the defensive end of the floor and is maybe the second best shooter of all time. Yes. Exactly.
1: And was willing like, to play in that system and catch and shoot the fuck out of the ball. He says, "I'm just I just want to shoot."
0: If nothing gone. else, he's a top 5 shooter of all time. In the least, I say firmly least. top three, yeah, it's like, gotta be
1: there's no way, mm-hmm. but it's just yeah, yeah, it's like it's down to like fourteen
0: percent now, in effectiveness, it's just not there for, Clay. and then the whole scrap with McDaniels was just not a good look either. I mean, a lot of people warriors are that so out. bitter, they're just so bitter so bitter, yeah, good take, I mean, I had him there too, so that's. A- <laughs> yeah. Was, I, I was I knew that was coming. And that's that's a clear number three. So third most underwhelming player this season so far, Clay Thompson. We'll see if he can get out of the funk, but right now he is deep in the funk. Adam Elder, your second most underwhelming NBA player this season. DeAndre Ayton. Let's go. That's who I had as well. DeAndre Ayton. I knew <laughs> we were gonna get to overlap. Easy. Number
1: one's way too easy, then
0: I already well, know number it's one the same. Is, yep,
1: number one. Yeah, I one's... already know
0: it's the same too. But we'll get there. We'll get there. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton right now. I think you already said it 12, 10, and 1. Like yep. it's not even close to dominating. Only taking even 10 close. shots a game. Ten shots. Yeah, it doesn't even it doesn't even make sense. Based off of what he told us. Why should he, <laughs> he why is he
1: not taking twenty-one shots in an NBA game?
0: And Portland nonetheless. Like exactly. what other option do they have? <laughs> You're going let Jeremy Grant get all those shots? No, dude. Really? Portland?
1: Yes, they want they want Jeremy Grant ending possessions and they want Skylar Mays taking shots at the rim. hmm Straight up. And when Shaden plays, oh, Shaden's taking every shot, dude. Shaden and Ant. And I think Chauncey is not a big fan of Scoot yet. For some reason,
0: I'm getting that vibe. Scoot's green though. Scoot's very green. Yeah, I don't know Chauncey's a weird DeAndre guy. Aiden. DeAndre, DeAndre, no, just easily the second most underwhelming player this season, and we already riffed on him pretty hard. <laughs> so, <laughs> number one, Adam Elder, give it to the people because they already know who it is. They already know who it is. Jordan motherfucking Pool. <laughs> That's not who I had. Is it really not? That's not who I had. We're going to have a duel. We're going to have a duel. Jordan Pool. Number 1. That's fine. Make your case. Make Jordan your case. Poole, I got dude. I got you, dude. I'm tr- I'm I'll Trump you, trust me.
1: Dude, I just I what? I seriously thought it was going to be Jordan Pool. I thought it was going to be Jordan Pool. I mean, Personally, I'm like it's the number one answer because he's dog walking the ball down the court down ten with fifty one ish seconds left in the game. Yeah, where like it's time like to move. I think it was more than that too. It might have been like a minute fifty four seconds left when it's time. Like to where move. you could
0: put an eight point swing together if yes. you get hustling. Yes. All of a sudden
1: Kuzes hit two threes and like, you know, you're doing something. But Jordan Poole walks the ball up the court and lets the game clock run down, but not the shot clock. Wow, dude, it was so ridiculous. And I'm just like I I'm actually surprised at how bad he looks to be running an NBA offense. I thought he was so thrown asunder by Draymond Green punching him in the face last year that he was Mm -hmm. unable to completely participate in that offense without getting out of his head and now it's just like did that break him?
0: Or Or is is that that just who he is? Could be who he he is too. had a hot streak.
1: Had a very hot season but dude you go back and you watch those highlights of him in the finals you're like this guy is a shooter. Capital shooter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like 28 from 3 right now dude. Yeah it's bad. 16.6, 2.4, 3.5 16.6, 16. 2.4, 3.5 on 39, 28, and 83, taking 15 <sighs> shots a game. Wow. I mean, to me, that's like, what? Because think about how many pundits you heard over the offseason too saying Jordan Poole's gonna like stumble his way into a twenty three points per game season.
0: I'm like, okay. People were high on him. They're like, Well, yeah, they're not gonna be very good, but you know, Jordan Poole's gonna be just lighting it up 20s. every night scoring. Scoring thirty plus a game? No, no, he's not. He's not because he looks in control of nothing out there. Mm-hmm. Sad. Well, honestly, I'll bring i'll I'll bring my my ace in the hole here. The duel, the duel for the number one most underwhelming player this NBA season so far. I'm gonna go ahead and throw him out there. The man, the myth, the legend, the beard, James Harden. Oh. I, I thought it know, was clear, James Harden. I thought you were locking it in. I said, give <laughs> it to the people. They already know because I know people are just over this guy's shit. I mean, I've been over it man. for eight months now. So that's why it was overwhelming. I've been overwhelming. Over it for two years.
1: 16, four, and five. It makes perfect sense, though. It, he probably actually... Is the most underwhelming player, and we'll go with that as the. But like, because of the stakes involved, yes. straight up because of the same, same involved, I, I, the reason I
0: conceded to Jalen Brown. Yep, it's that that exactly. Like your pick, the Clippers are trying to win. They're trying to. They have to. They have no <laughs> option. You can't turn back. You have to win.
1: PG is number seventeen in points per game in the league.
0: Take that, what That's you will. Best player. No other Clipper, <laughs> no other Clipper is in the top twenty. That is their best player, is Paul George. Let still, that sink in, ladies. Still, and gentlemen. what do you oh, think that how? How do you think that makes him feel? You think he loves it? Yes, yes. Yeah. He's like on a team of superstars.
1: I am the leading scorer, and I have a great podcast. Loki loves this podcast. All right, so we're giving it to James then. Yes, for sure, because James Harden, once again, the turkey of this NBA season.
0: <laughs> Dry, overcooked and seasoned. poorly seasoned. Poorly seasoned. <laughs> Overly salty.: like, well, It's like expired. No, it's like expired seasoning, so like it tastes like soap now. <laughs> you know what happens when like the seasoning starts to like congeal and it's like a clump and you have to hit it on your countertop to break it up. And then sprinkle it on. Yeah, that's how poorly seasoned this guy is. Just got a congealed hamstring. So that's the list. We got Ben Simmons, Jalen Brown, Clay Joseph Thompson, not his middle name, but we're putting it out there. DeAndre, that's the narrative. Clay Joseph Thompson, DeAndre Ayton, and James Harden. Most underwhelming NBA players this season. And with that, Adam, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. As always, stay tapped with, an, with stay tapped in with us across all social media at the I DIP Network. The <laughs> uh, at the DIP Network, stay engaged. Let us know what you think of all of the weekly content that we are bringing you. Let us know your takes. Let us know how you feel about our takes. We definitely love hearing from you guys. We appreciate all listeners. Uh, so definitely subscribe to us on YouTube and across all the other social media platforms. And as always, Adam Elder. One more take. You got Forrest Knight. (sighs) So my take is a statement, actually.
1: And I've been thinking about it the entire time I've been watching this Milwaukee and Boston game. Those two teams are once again going to be a clear cut above every single Eastern Conference team. Mm -hmm. And it's going to come down to that in the end. But the wild card is Miami. Always. I think that's how this season is still going to play out. It's going to be Milwaukee and Boston are the clear cut. Miami <clears throat> obviously isn't the, front se- the full season front runner. Who knows, though? Because it seems like they follow up every midseason with a season where they're third in the East. Mm, and they're for looking a good portion. north right now. The, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And they are there I right, right now. The, yeah, They're like fourth right now. Yeah, And it's like, oh my god. I'm just watching this game and I'm like, Milwaukee's no, just, they don't look good enough. They do not look good enough to beat this Boston team. Mm-hmm. Like, game is out here on an island against Brown and Holiday. Like, fuck, dude. This is actually, right now, just the second, was the third big dunk I've seen Porzingis get. He's just reaching over Wish all should. of them.
0: I think Dame we should see this in Miami. Personally. I think he does. That dude. hurts me so much, dude. I think we're going to so move on from that. We're not getting into it. Of, we're not getting you. into it. Nope. Nope. You can't. I wanted it so
1: bad, dude. I wanted it gotta so it
0: bad. You got to let it go, man. It's over. He's not going. Unless he asks for a trade next season. I literally feel like that
1: kind of derailed a part of my life when Dane did not go to Miami.
0: I was just like, it's all, we're hitting dimes around here, dude. You went through this phase where you, immediately you were just so shocked and hurt that he didn't get to Miami. But then it became where you tried to convince yourself that yes, they can do it. And yes, sure, they will be at the top of the East. But it's like you said, you're watching them right now and you're just like, it's not there. It's not actually there for the postseason. And that's where Miami does come in. Yeah, because you know Miami's coming. Yep, exactly. They are the wild card, and if they have the edge, they will fucking beat you. Yep, and they've done it before to Milwaukee, and they've done it before to well, Bo- well, they've done it yeah, a couple times to Boston. But Boston had, I think, Boston has the edge on them, right? Yeah, Boston has the edge on them. But no, I don't think so. I think Miami's
1: beaten them more. I think it's like two to one Miami. Huh. So I think about it. They beat the bubble. Miami beat Boston. hmm And then last year Miami beat Boston. And then Boston beat them in twenty twenty one when they went to the finals.
0: I mean twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, it would have been 2022 well, by that point. 2022, yeah, it was the 2021-2022 season.
1: Regardless, yeah. regardless, the top three of the East, I feel like it's just that because I'm watching the Bucks and I'm like, they are good, but they are just not that good. They're not mm-hmm. Celtics good, and that just fucking sucks, dude. Leaves the door open for Miami or the I, What? I'm not gonna rule. Yeah, I'm not gonna rule it completely out though. I think if, like, Milwaukee can figure something out to a degree with Dame in the island, and then Mm -hmm. get Crowder back healthy, you know, maybe find someone on the buyout market, Mm -hmm. maybe even pull off a trade, you know, like, it's still there for them, but it's just like Boston's too fucking good.
0: Yeah. Even if Jalen Brown's disappointing. Yeah, even if he's the weakest link, it's still one of the tightest, deepest teams in the league, so. Yeah. Good take. Good last take. Uh, My one more take is a little Western Conference-centric then since you threw that out there. Threw out a take from the East. Um, I would say the Minnesota Timberwolves bounced in the first round. Oof. Oof. Hot, hot, regular season. They're going to have a hot regular season. They're going to look good. But then they'll get matched up with, I don't know. Let's see here. Maybe OKC or Dallas or someone like that. I can see Dallas taking know. them out. Yeah. Luca just on a heater. The experience.
1: Somebody on Reddit today, I was trying to go off in the Reddit comments today. dude. Somebody said that, You know, they were trying to speak up that the Timberwolves are actually the most well-suited team to face the Nuggets and that the Gobert move was made in in spite of the Nuggets. That way they can stack up against them. And they're low-key, kind of the only team that can. And the only thing I responded to this guy was, brother, I have 47. Mm -hmm. And that's what Jokic said to... um, Oh, what was it. Yeah, Jokic said that to Gobert. When Gobert said, Mm -hmm. I got him, Jokic said, brother, I have 47.
0: Like, there's no way, you, dude. You don't got me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not even like slowing me down a little bit, right?
1: So, like, I don't want to hear this talk about how well suited they are to guard Denver.
0: I'm on with that. They might lose in the first round, dude. Cat's not. Doing and it's it gets trigger happy. Conley washes all... out. I mean, he's playing good. He's playing great right now, and he stabilizes the hell out of their offense. But I just. He is old, and that's why I think that uh, that could catch up to him. Um, Gobert is Gobert, and is I, I can't with him. I just can't. Daniels you know, offensively. I know, like offensively, it just is never has never been there, and yeah. I think also that's just gonna get that lineups just gonna get pieced up personally against some of those guards in the West. Yeah. Unless Ant's actually serious about really playing defense. I mean, Ant is serious about playing defense, but you're dealing with Steph, you're dealing with Jaw, you're dealing with Shea, you're dealing with Jamal. Like, that's a lot. You're dealing with LeBron playing point guard sometimes. Good luck, Ant. That's all I'll say. Good luck. So. Timberwolf fans won't be happy considering they're the one seed, but I'm putting it out there. Your first round exit again. We'll go ahead and wrap it there, though. Thanks for tapping in. If you're celebrating the holiday tomorrow, enjoy. And we'll catch you on the flip side.